As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Episode 139 of the World Famous Sportive Podcast. Hi, everybody. My name's Brandon. With me tonight is Stu. Hi, Stu. Hey, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. Ooh. And John. Hi, John. Merry New Year. Okay. Okay. Good uh, synchronization. Uh, we're not sure yet, uh, Clarence's schedule, whether he'll be here or not, so we're just going to forge ahead with the understanding you know, we that he won't. that just about any week, I think. It's very true. It's very true. Um, so we've got some sports to discuss this week, which I think we'll get to. Uh, first off, I got a, I got a couple questions for you guys. Uh, I think I want to devote, I want to direct this one to Stu. Stu, can you quick hit me with your top three Christmas songs? Top three Christmas songs. Um, Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues featuring Kirsty McCall. Number one with a bullet. Easily number, number one. with a bullet. Um, Christmas in Prison by John Prine. And oh god, I'm gonna um fudge. Um oh man, I'm just totally freezing up. How about this one? Oh man, (laughs) the pretzel, yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, that's you know, just for gimmicky stuff, it's hard to it's hard to beat that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's go with um, so much wine by the Handsome Family. Wow, that's a that's a deep cut. I don't know if I know that one. If you're not familiar with them, if you've watched the first season of True Detective, they're the ones who did the theme song, and all of their songs just sound like the theme song from True Detective. Okay, season one. (laughs) So kind of that mournful, basso profundo thing going, but it's a really good song about. his wife getting just you know drunk as shit on wine at christmas this is the hansen family the handsome Hansom family not the oh. hansen family of Mbop fame like how we look john which would make Hansom. it amazing for the record but it, <laughs> or, it's a i was also thinking of hansen brothers from oh, yeah, 
<laughs> so I was very confused there. Yeah, I bet. Um, I think one underrated Christmas song is Backdoor Santa. By, by Clarence Carter. By yes. Clarence Carter. Which, which um, Run DMC sampled for Christmas in Hollis. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, and I feel bad for not putting Christmas and Hollis in the top three because it, it probably belongs there. It's just so good. Yeah, also very can good. I, can I jump in with a question that has been dividing my household over the past week or so? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Is it? Yes. Yes. Is it I about yes. Christmas? It takes place at Christmas. There are... There's Christmas music and Christmas themes throughout the film. Is it about Christmas? Yes. Well, he wouldn't. I'm just going to give. He wouldn't be at the Nakatomi Plaza if it wasn't, you know, for if it wasn't for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is a tough one, yeah. though. I can see ar- arguments on both sides. It doesn't seem like a Christmas movie. It feels like a kind of a trendy thing to say. It doesn't. You know, it's not It's a Wonderful Life or The Family Man. Christmas isn't the the plot driver, you know, for the movie. It's just, it takes place during Christmas, but Die Hard is awesome, so it's a Christmas movie. If if we're talking about about Christmas, I'm not sure Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas qualifies as a Christmas movie either. No, I mean, it's a... It takes place at Christmas. That's just a, a words you just made up. So that's out of jug band Christmas. Oh, I assure you, it's real. It's quite real, Brandon. Is it too real? Like I'm getting scared how real. real it is. And the band, the Riverbottom Nightmare Band, that is in there, pretty much is the reason grunge happened. <laughs> it's basically just this sludgy metal. It's like basically, Soundgarden basically got their entire sound from Black Sabbath and the um, Riverbottom Nightmare Band. They sound awful. It's scary. Well, you know, it's uh, it is you know. I'm a Gen Xer, man. I know these things. That's true. That's true. You know your grunge. I do know my grunge. Well, um... What are your top three, Brandon? Well, Fairy Tale of New York. Mm-hmm. Not only a top three Christmas song, but like a top 50 of all time song for me. I love it so much. It's Yeah, it's just so good. Backdoor Santa, and I Wish It Was Christmas Today from the SNL guys. <laughs> 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 didn't he a dude from the strokes cover that and put you did. it out julian Casablancas did it and it was yeah. pretty good yeah. uh yeah no i mean that's i'm not huge into christmas music i i'm i'm actually you know what uh tracy chapman does a oh holy night cover that's pretty awesome oh, that's pretty good too um yeah but i can take or leave it I'm, i don't really get upset about christmas music um Think, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I think Brandon dropped out the minute I started doing a "Oh Holy Night" fast car mashup. Did you? I, I missed that part. Sorry, I, I cut off for two seconds. <laughs> That'll surprise. Are you, you telling me that you just mashed up "Oh Holy Night" and "Fast Car"? I, 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 I sang "Oh Holy Night" in the manner of "Fast Car." But I'm not going to revisit not, that. The, I the best to, part was "Oh What a Holy quite, Night." <laughs> it wasn't quite the tune of "Fast Car." It was isn't literally "Oh Holy Night." night. In the style of fast car. Holy night and holy night. <laughs> well, I'm glad we finally got that. Uh, we actually got that recorded, which yes, is great. Now I cut off for two seconds. Sorry about that. That's um, okay. John, do you have anything to add for Christmas music? Oh, no. You guys have trapped me too many times on the question of Christmas music. I thought so. I knew that my this love, was a hot button issue for you. My love of Christmas music is well documented, and I've been 
roundly mocked for my love of Christmas. Do you want me to send you my podcast? Um, I have a, I have I'm a, just going to stay out of this. Um, Manny and I built a Christmas playlist on Spotify because we're just that awful married couple that would do something like that. Dorks. Um, do you want me to send that to you, John? I absolutely. Okay. John will listen to it from now until Til like, July 29th, 30th. Yeah. <laughs> do you get notified if I play your playlist? Yep. It comes up. Watch... Yeah. If you, play, if you have like the desktop on there, you know, if you're like mm-hmm. on your laptop or something, it'll, it'll pop up on the right sidebar. But uh, if you just listen on your phone, I don't think you'll see it. John is playing your Christmas playlist right now? Yes. All right. We'll talk about this in July. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. So that was my well, first Christmas question. My second one, uh, this is devoted to you, John. John, how have you been doing in the war on Christmas this year? The war on Christmas? Yeah, I've been battling pretty uh, hard. Are you winning? You know, I'm I'm down here in the trenches. Uh-huh. Good. good. As I as I fight to, which side am I on in the war on Christmas? Well, you tell me. What side are you on? Are you for saying Merry Christmas and or are you a, a heathen uh on your way to hell? Uh, prick. The the important thing, yeah, I, I think the the important thing to note is that Christmas is under siege. Yep. I I I've noticed that many many other holidays, such as um, I'm trying to think of a president who has a birthday in December. I'll say Stu's birthday. has yep. Really started competing with Christmas. Yeah. For for space in the stores and I, I really just feel like people are not taking this day that we focus an entire shopping season and everybody gets off of work seriously good for you well it sounds like you're battling which is great back in my day people took christmas seriously but nowadays what with the cell phones and the internet they just no longer i don't know where i'm going with this Every once in a while, I'll get pulled into the war on Christmas, like unsuspecting. You know, I'll be at a store and I'll be checking out and they'll hand me my bag or my receipt and they'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. Merry Christmas. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't want to be part of this secretive Merry Christmas. Like just, I don't. Like a cabal. Yeah, I don't want to be in this. You just put me in the club of me now secretly saying Merry Christmas rather than Happy Holidays. Just leave me out of it. But I have to be like, yeah. Part of our country's great tradition of white people pretending they're oppressed. Yeah. It's the greatest ever. We're actually oppressed and want to be a part of that oppression action. I mean, it probably does make you jealous to be a boring white person and have nothing to rebel against. I get that. But Christmas, fuck, it's everywhere. There's no war on Christmas. This is one of our main underdog holidays. (laughs) Exactly. I really really feel for Christmas. It just does not. You don't hear as much about Christmas as you should. Yeah, every time I say happy holidays, I feel like there's a certain segment of population who's like, you fucking pussy. <laughs> say what you mean. Well, whose side are you on? Happy holidays, man. Well, let's just keep fighting, guys. Mm-hmm. See, here's here's the thing you have to remember, Brandon. I'm white, and I'm from outstate Minnesota. Yep. So I long ago forgot that other holidays besides Christmas exi- Christmas exist now. So if I, you know, I say Merry Christmas to everybody, but not because I'm trying to make a point, because I don't think of saying Happy Holidays. Now people think so you're like, a, ever, yeah. If anybody ever corrected me, it was like, oh, I don't celebrate Christmas. I would be so, I would almost be ashamed of myself. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I for, I for, I, I just, I forgot. Well, I, I thought that, that Happy Holidays just meant 
if anything, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. So you say happy holidays to Christians. It's not like it's bad. Or maybe yeah, it is. You're literally crucifying I, the baby Jesus when you say happy holidays. Yeah. Why would you do that? He's a baby. You don't do that. He's a good baby. baby. He's one of the best babies, I think. Ropes. God. So, yeah, I, it's it's just it's a pretend war made by pretend people for pretend television news. Yeah, yeah. People get bored, man. People mm-hmm. get bored. Um, well, I'm glad on our sports podcast we got that out of the way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to actually important matters. Um, I wrote to our co-host, Clarence, about some topics for tonight. And asked him specifically, what do you think? What do you want to talk about for the Vikings? What would you want us to talk about since you're not going to be here? And all he wrote was, bitches repent. (laughs) It's true. That's his Um, whole. This is your time. I'd like to say to pretty much everybody who listens to this podcast, this is your time to apologize to us. Yes. Um, You know, we're on Twitter. It's Borda Podcast. Uh, Just send your apologies. We'll retweet them. Well, yeah, Yeah. we'll let you know. Yeah, just. Just apologize. It's not that hard. It's the season. You know what? We know what I we find said, about apologizing. It's similar to exercise. It, it's really hard thinking about it, but then once you do it, you're so proud of yourself. You feel better in general. I'm a good person. I actually got this out. Uh, he deserves an apology, of course. We all do. So just do it. Just apologize to to, uh, to us, or not to mm-hmm. to Teddy or to us. Well, Teddy I would first. say apologize to Teddy. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, the, the Teddy bandwagons, it's it's a big tent. It's an open invitation. We're not we're not keeping anybody off the bandwagon. We want everybody on the bandwagon. Yep. We're just disappointed that you're now climbing aboard the bandwagon. You know, all I really want for next season is to be able to be on Twitter when the Vikings play again. Oh, that'll never happen. We've talked about that. Never, ever? I mean, I used to be. It when when Christian Ponder, I mean, it was a nightmare, but at least we agreed on something. It was glorious. It was a beautiful time for all of us. It was just, who can make more jokes about how incompetent Christian Ponder is? And I love that. And now, yeah. just I just can't be around. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only person who's not on Twitter. You know what You know what a good apology would be? You know the scene in um, the, um, which is... Uh, of the movie I Love Actually, which is also a Christmas movie, but one that I think is a very divisive Christmas movie. It is. Movie. It is divisive. Um, the uh, card, the guy when uh, Rick from The Walking Dead, <laughs> who was basically just totally trying to screw his uh, best friend's wife, who is uh, played by the delightful Kira Knightley, and he like shows up with the cards and stuff. Yeah. Like if somebody did that to like Clarence with the cards. Just show up to I, us. Just shows up in Cannon Falls with the car. To me, but you are now, perfect. Not hope or agenda. Just because it's Christmas, and at Christmas you tell the truth, Teddy might be a good professional quarterback. To me, you are right about quarterbacks. <laughs> oh God, I would I would pay five American dollars to see like somebody do that. Oh yeah, I'd throw into that. I got five on it. Yeah, just. You know, we'll, we'll send you. We'll send you to South Cannon Falls and find you. You know, um, after, after you're after you're pelted with buckshot. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're a tough 
jacket. Yep. Possibly a couple of pairs of no movies. exposed Just... skin. I can't. I can't stress enough. No exposed. No exposed skin. skin. Please always. Re- if you take anything away from this podcast, you're gonna want to dress like you're going, like you're riding a motorcycle combined with you're trying to avoid being stabbed. That's what you're going for when you visit the Swamp Pound. <laughs> <laughs> the Swamp Pound is what we call it. Place. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna strike. I, I love this idea. I, I'm happy with myself. This that would be else that contributed to a podcast in like three months here. So, how long do you think after Christian Ponder started? It, was it 2012 or whatever? Um, did it take for there to be a general consensus? You know, taking out the crazies, but a general consensus of who he was as a quarterback. Would take two years? You think year and a half? I mean, some people immediately hated him. That was us. That was that us. We immediately hated him. <laughs> but it took. But there were bright moments here and there. I'm guessing. I don't really remember them, but I'm sure there were. I'm just trying to be a smart guy right now. But how long do you think it took? At least a year, right? To fully know, like, okay, we gave him his opportunity. He's had it. It's done. The reason I'm asking is, when do you think we're going to have a consensus on Teddy? Soon. Not, it's tough. I'm not sure we're ever going to have a consensus on Teddy, and here's why. You think he's always going to be polarizing? He's going to be Jay Cutler of the next generation? We had we had Dante for so many years, and Dante was, was awesome really for so many years. Right there. And there was never a consensus on yeah. Dante. When Dante had his really good year, you have to remember, half the fan base wanted Brad Johnson instead. Absolutely. Because You're right. Brad Johnson and, you know, well, Dante was a black quarterback with – small hands and that drove people insane because he wasn't Brad Johnson checking down to the you know whoever was the running back at the time so I just think uh, I don't think there's a race aspect with Teddy at all yet but I think there might be at some point just because I remember you know being in outstate Minnesota bars and hearing racial slurs about Dante Culpepper when he had almost as good a season as as Peyton Manning did I believe was it like a 37 and 7 season yeah something like that it was something incredible insane like that like 39 and like, 11 yeah, or something a crazy type of season and people wanted brad fucking johnson yeah and I, 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 I don't that's a dark spot of our history of opinions yeah. sports wise it's i'm not even sure it's necessarily a racial thing because you have to remember that this is the state that turned on joe mauer too even as oh, he yeah. was one of the best catchers in the history of baseball and they don't come any whiter than Joe Maurer, but <laughs> very true. They're, they're. I mean, when it, when you come to the quarterback of a football team, there probably is a racial component for some people, but it's true I there is for some. But I, I, I certainly, I certainly no, would I, not tar all of the Teddy. No, no, definitely not. Not the opposite. Yeah, not the opposition to Teddy. I'm speaking yeah. more. I don't think that's a thing here. I wouldn't be surprised if it shows up at some point. It's, don't you think it's uh, it's less about race and more about? Um, traditional thought or traditional point of view maybe it wasn't so much that dante was black it was more he was he just seemed to move around a little more bit more and mauer is not the traditional catcher that you expect and but we love kg because he's a you know traditional tough guy tory hunter traditional tough guy so it's it spans races above who we decide to irrationally love or hate um so maybe some component of that which I, I know it's always been a little bit confusing on who the general populace decides to to love and hate, and I think some of the examples you guys just gave are um, 
prove that, but I don't know. I was just hoping that there'd be some point where we kind of come to an understanding because Teddy, I mean, I've been in his corner. I love him. I think he's having, having a really good year, but he for sure has had games where you're like, Oh Jesus, he's been really bad. And he said, you know, two, three weeks at a time. So particularly, he does not have a particularly strong arm. No, he doesn't make plays with his arm. He makes plays with his brain. Yes. Yep. So it's, it's, uh, I understand why there's – I mean, I don't understand why people scream at each other every Sunday <laughs> about the same things, but I understand why those things are happening, and I can – I honestly, I can see both sides. Uh, again, I think he's – I'm on the side of Teddy's going to be great, and I'm glad he's here, but um, I can see the sides when people do get frustrated with him. But I'm just, I just wonder if it's going to be like that forever. Yes, like there yeah, are guys is, yeah, like that, right? That like forever. I think Matt Ryan is another example where most people think he's really good, but there's people who have just thought he's not good and will always just sort of not think that or think that, right? So maybe the in that truthers, I think are are they are dug in. They're they got fooled by Christian Ponder. They're not going to get fooled by Teddy Bridgewater. He's always going to suck. Okay, and that is, uh, and arm strength is a is a big component of that, right? They can't right. make all the throws type guy. They're going to just, you know, that's, that's the hill they're going to die on. The truth is, for the entire time I've been alive, basically the three things that you could reliably complain about as a Minnesotan were the weather, the refereeing in any game involving a Minnesota sports team, and the Vikings quarterback. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good point. You kind of need to. It would be weird if, if uh, which I don't think it's going to happen. It's almost impossible, but... What would happen if Aaron Rodgers was a Viking, you know, for if or if Teddy turned into essentially Aaron Rodgers? It would be odd to us. It well, would just I mean, be like there's no winter anymore. We sort of saw with Brett Favre where everybody loved him except a few people like me who were lone prophets in the wilderness mm-hmm. talking about how, how it would ruin everything in the end. And I just want to say that's what happened. It was you I and Corey Cove, I think, were the two people yep. in town. It told, I told you it would burn us in the end, and it did. You did not really think that. I absolutely did. No shit. He was good. He was really good that year. Don't make John John reactivate his blog from 2009. (laughs) We're not not talking about current John. We're talking about angry John, who's always there lurking beneath the surface. You must have been like the most hated person in Minnesota at the time, because people were going apeshit. And you were seriously like, I don't know, guys. Uh, This is not going to end well for us. I'm proud of you. I, <laughs> yep, I stick to my irrational guns, no matter how irrational they are. Good for you. That's why you're. That's why you're. Uh, that's why we have a podcast. That's why you're the angriest person in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you who does like yeah, Teddy. You're a bitter shell of a man, and I respect that. Um, <laughs> ESPN's uh, QBR rating likes Teddy a lot. He's tenth in the league this year, hmm. which is really, really good. I thought I thought he was a bad quarterback, though. Yeah, how many touchdown passes is he yeah. throwing, Brandon? He's thrown a few more than last time we spoke. And how many dingers has he hit? Yeah, talk to me about dingers. Dingers are important, John. I don't know why you continue to disparage dingers. They're and very so important. Are touchdown passes, but oh, never mind. Why do I even bring these things up? I don't know. Again, I don't think it's the most important thing. I think it's. It is important though, uh, but he's been he's he's been good this year. He's been you know tenth best quarterback at twenty three years old is impressive no matter how you look at yep. it. 
That's uh, pretty good. So that's mm-hmm. that's fantastic. And I know that. Um, do you think it's a, do you think it's a fun, again? I think it's a lot of it has to do with people who got burned by Ponder who just want to be right about this next one being a bust too. Yeah. Just like, you know, well, we saw, you know, Ponder had a couple of good games, too. You know, he beat the Packers in week 17. You know, it's just one of the – he beat a really good Niners team that one week. I mean, people don't want to be wrong again, so they're maybe being wrong early instead of being right late. Are you maybe. Saying- I, I, I don't think it's totally unfair, though, to say that he – at times, looks like he does hold on to the ball a long time. I, I yeah, know that when you look at the film... On deep passes is definitely an issue. Yeah, so not. there's those little things that I think... What I think we're seeing is those are two small things. Uh, and no quarterback's perfect, but those are two small things that just get blown out of proportion in the midst of watching games, and it's a it's an emotional sport to watch in general, so people just fucking flip out about, like, throw it away! Throw it away! But even though it's not that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's good to do that. Some of those sort of things, or it's not that as bad as people say. So I don't know. That's my only thing. There might be some ponder to it because we just got done with seeing a quarterback who didn't have a crazy arm. But you know, if you want a rocket arm, we could just hire, you know, I'm sure Jamarcus Russell is available. Yeah. (laughs) Guy can throw a 900 miles. So if you're looking for that, that's fine. Um, He'll throw the ball through a pile of dirt. He just can't throw it show up to practice. Tavares can still throw it 75 yards on a rope. He did have a great arm. Yeah, so there's plenty of guys like that. Um, and I understand that that's like a, a thing that you enjoy watching as a sports fan or, you know, a football fan. But, um, yeah, to be 10th at his age with uh, obviously a pretty suspect uh, offensive line is, is pretty yeah. sweet. So. To be alive behind that offensive line is an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. His healthy, I think he doesn't get enough credit for his healthiness at this point of the season. He is still walking. He has mm-hmm. all of his limbs. At no point has he gotten up from a play with his the face mask on the back of his head like Daffy Duck's bill just got shot off and ended up on the back of his head. It's been an amazing year for yourself. If it hadn't been for that one. We haven't had to watch Sean Hill for a full game behind that (laughs) offensive line. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Peta would protest the game. (laughs) I saw, like, a nature documentary one time of, like, a sandstorm chipping away a pillar or something in the Middle East. That's what it would look like, just chunks being knocked off Sean Hill throughout the game. It's just... Oh, God, poor Teddy. Yeah, I know. And you know, another thing that's been interesting this year offensively is how uh, how different each game is. Not only quality wise, there are games where they're all of a sudden will have like 150 yards of offense or something, or you know, hardly any offense. Uh, there are other games when S- Steve Diggs will just be lights out, unbelievable. The next game, he'll get you know six yards passing against the. Um, and it was the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Rhett Ellison and Michael Pruitt had like 80 yards apiece. It's just Zach been such Line a... had four catches. Yeah, it's just been such an odd year in terms of not knowing what's what to expect and what's going to happen. I don't know if that... I don't think that really has no, anything Brandon, to do with people's... a game of adjustments. It really, yeah. Maybe that's it. Um but I don't know if that adds to any any reason about what we think about 
Teddy, but just the offense in general, I have no idea what's going to happen from game to game. And I think in a way that you're right, it, maybe that's a good thing of like they're just being nimble and trying to think of what's going to work the best. But it also could seem, I think the other side of it could be like, this is just the most random ass offense I've ever seen in my life. And I have no idea what what, what their plan is. <laughs> It's just Norb turning yawning and flipping through the pages of the page playbook. Well, what haven't we called for a while? Flip, flip. All right, Hail Mary. Coach, it's first down. Eh. <laughs> what are whacker. you going to do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you depend for the most part on Peterson having AP having a really good game. And then beyond that, it's like, <sighs> yeah, I guess we'll see what happens for the rest of it. So um, yep. there might be some of that too. But, so they clinch the playoffs this week if they win or Seattle wins, right? They win or Seattle wins or um, or Atlanta loses. Or, or Atlanta loses, yeah. But that, both it, of which will probably happen. And yeah. they're ninety nine percent to get in at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's really the odds are so long against them that even I think the most you know seasoned Vikings, disappointed Vikings fan is like, yeah, they're probably getting in. That'd be John. I don't know. Is that what you yeah. think, John? <laughs> the Marthaler family is preparing for the worst. Okay, what does Dave think? Dave was happy they, that the Giants won last, or lost last week, I should say, because he, what he said was, and I'm quoting here, well, at least the Vikings won't ruin Christmas this year. Well, I mean... So, he must be thinking they're getting in. Well, someone he's obviously working through Christmas to plan for the Quick Lane Bowl, but um, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, tickets are hard to come by for the Quick Lane Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I I think they'll probably by the time the game starts on Sunday night, if all the favorites win out, there's nothing to play for on Sunday night at all. So, especially, I mean, and by favorite, I'm included in Arizona beating Green Bay at home. Because then it just nothing matters at all. What do you mean? I mean that um, they will have clinched a playoff spot, and whatever they do against the Giants has no impact on Week 17. Well, if the Packers well, lose, they, don't they still have a chance of hosting a playoff game with a couple of wins? If the Packers lose, whatever what the Vikings do on this Sunday has no relevance at all. Wow, how does because, that happen? Because the Game 17 will mean the exact same thing if they win or lose on Sunday. That's true. They'll have to win against Green Bay. So, they have to win against Green Bay no matter what. But if the Packers lose, Week 16 doesn't matter. They could win or lose, and get Week 17 will mean the same thing. So there's no tiebreaker scenario that would imp- that, that, that extra, would impact Week 17. That, that extra beating game. the Giants if the Packers lose to Arizona would mean nothing if they lost to Week 17. So does for the Vikings, does, does it matter whether the Packers win or lose this week? Um, let's see. If they win this week and we lose to the Giants, then Week 17 then means nothing either. Rabble. Gotcha. But again, so, they're playing at Arizona, and Arizona's really good. So let's say the Packers lose. Do you uh, maybe stick Sean Hill in there for an entire game? What do you think? Um, if the Packers lose, I don't think you'll see Linval Joseph or Harrison Smith or Anthony Barr this week. Why are those three? Are they all? Do they have like the same exact injury? Every single injury report I hear is those three are either. They all practice today. They all practice, but Our they. Guy Matt Vensel said they practice today. But they're a package deal. It seems like every they single week for the past deal. month. It's, it's kinda, yeah, it's like if you like, I don't know. There's they're, they're a three headed monster, is what I like to call them, Brandon. I guess so. That must be it. 
my favorite development this season has been all of the plaudits Chad Greenway is getting for basically just standing still and letting opposing players run into him. Because he's not chasing down anybody at this point. Is he's he can sacks, John? <laughs> he's got. He basically has two really fast linebackers next to him that are running down everything laterally, and he's just standing completely still and waiting for guys to run into him. It's pretty awesome. I'm so bad at understanding what happens and who to give credit on defense. So do we? So I've always assumed that he is old and bad. Is that still true? You think? Well, yeah, he's old and fine. He's old and fine. Yeah, he's had a decent year. I mean, yeah. he's playing more than I think they they wanted him to, but he hasn't. Chad Greenway hasn't lost them a game this year. And no, that's he hasn't. Really all you, that's all you can ask for from like a 31 year old linebacker who's on like you know bad everything as far as his legs go. So he's not Jeff Brady. He's no. not. He's not the turnstile. <laughs> he's fine he's absolute for what they're asking him to do which is more than they wanted to he's been fine poor jeff brady he yeah, probably listens if, to this and is just like don't mention me don't mention me well, he, don't, does, he does fuck. read randball when i call make fun of him randball, he calls mike so <laughs> how dare you so, sir yeah well yeah he is the uh one of the top real estate agents in boca raton florida so <laughs> no coral gables i apologize both are made-up cities that are from Seinfeld. Exactly. They're all reclaimed swampland that the ocean will claim in due time. Yeah. Uh, gross. Gross. Well, either way, it'll be a fun next couple weeks for Vikings fans. Well, we can transition to... Do you want to transition to hockey, John? I know that you you had a take. I don't know if it's hot or not, but yeah. you had a take. Oh, what, was the to- what was the talker going to be? <laughs> well, the the talker for the Wild last night was them scoring twice goals that were waved off because they couldn't con- conclusively prove on video replay that the puck crossed the line, which is fun because it ended up with my wife yelling at the referees on TV, which means that I'm having an effect on her. And I really think my marriage is going very well at this point. Oh. She's screaming at the referees of hockey games. That's the dream. Yep, I think yeah, and if, if I remember, I Proud think of you. Clarence was mad at Randball for diminishing his anger on Twitter. Yep, and don't ever diminish Clarence's anger on Twitter. Jesus, Rand did that. Well, you, um, I think Rand's tweet was about how the the Wild won, and the fans got to complain about the refs at the same time, which makes it the ultimate Minnesota victory. I mean, he has known Clarence for years. You have to know that's the number one mortal sin. Trying to calm him down. Yeah. Jesus, I, I, I would have left thing, town. Though, the best I, part of the whole thing was that Clarence knew that the referee was Brian St. Pierre, who has a French Canadian name, refereeing a game with the Montreal Canadiens in, and thus already had the conspiracy theory ready to go. These things just come naturally to Clarence. Yeah, he it like, just... and he had like tweets to like, you know, games that he had refed that were like, you know, it was like nine to one in favor of Montreal or something like that. So I mean mm-hmm. he was he had he had his you know Jim Garrison stack of evidence you know. <laughs> My sense is he went back like as many games as he could to make it the best argument. Like well, it's sixteen games, then all of a sudden it's nine and seven. So we gotta be careful. Let's go nine and one. That is the number that it's the best. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying Joe Pesci's in a wig and uh, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is being really fake for some reason, and I don't know why. And um, we think they killed JFK, and Brian St. Pierre had a hand in it. It stands to reason. 
It all checks out. Wait, is Brian St. Pierre the NHL ref or the former Boston College quarterback? Both. Um, yeah, why not both, I guess, is the question. Yeah. Both and, not either or, my friend. But mm. This good. is a question that I think Wade is going to have to look up on Christmas Day as he should be spending yes. time with his family. Poor Wade. Yeah. He has a family. Yeah, sell another house, Sarah. Wade needs to do this for a living. Pulling him away. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think Wade's wife listens to the podcast. Something tells me. God, could you Call imagine? Call me crazy. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah, she All knows right, we're in city talking. pages, right? <laughs> I've mailed her. I've mailed the family the clip several times in the hopes of Wade being allowed to hang out with me. But sadly, so far, I've heard nothing back. No dice. John, here's the question that you emailed to me. Do the Wild deserve more attention than they're getting? I'll be honest with you. I don't know. What sort of attention are you looking for? for Like from the tabloids? (laughs) Yeah. Because they got Aaron Andrews' troubled boyfriend on the team now? You want them on TMZ more often? I got to tell you, I already hate Aaron Andrews' boyfriend, Jared Stahl. Just because one time last night, he was open in front of the net and couldn't pull the trigger because... He's cocaine. old and sucks it's at cocaine. hockey now. It's cocaine. cocaine. And, and obviously cocaine. Cocaine, Dewey. So I, I, I know it, it's fun to hate him for almost no reason. Just because Chuck Fletcher brought him in because he knows where the Stanley Cup is hidden. That, <laughs> that seems to be the only reason he's here. So, so it's just, just, just such a desperation move to pull in a guy with a ring, right? Yeah. Oh, he's got a ring. That's the most mm-hmm. important thing, right? He's been around other contributors. He's like the Dixon Edwards of hockey players, is what you're saying. I'm going to go ahead and say yes without knowing who that is. I'll Cowboy also agree. Mike and sign from the uh, Super Bowl era Cowboys. Don't you remember Dixon Edwards? <laughs> no, I don't remember Dixon. Oh. That's that's a shame because yeah, he wasn't. Would this he have been like 1993, good. 1994, somewhere in there? Yeah, he wasn't. He he wasn't good. He was no Kylie Wong. Let's put it that way. <laughs> So I would have been wow. at the age at which I would have thought that was a good idea. Like, yeah. well. So what I'm wondering is what sort of attention are you? Well, did you I, want them to get more? Because it doesn't seem like, I mean, they're, they're like a five seed right now, right? Or six seed or. True. But if, if you, if you look at the. I mean, we 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 can't really talk about them being a five seed anymore because they do the playoffs by division. So right now they're the four seed in the Central, but they're also maybe the fourth best team in maybe not all of hockey, but they might be top six or seven in all of hockey. And okay. You think, okay. Weirdly, you would think that they would be getting more attention because they're not doing it by smoke and mirrors like some other years. It seems like they're they're about this good. It seems like. And so it feels like not too long ago we would have been talking about, well, is it the year that the Wild can make a run, et cetera? But because the Central Division is so difficult, and as you mentioned, they're in fourth place in the Central, even though they're in fourth place in the entire Western Conference, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit like, oh, great. So they're going to lose to Chicago in the first round of the playoffs, or are they going to get to the second round before losing to Chicago in the playoffs this year? Well, What's it's that looking like it's an interesting question. Are you wondering again? I, I don't have my finger in the pulse of of this, so I admit that that's uh, a weakness. Are you 
wondering why they're not getting as much attention from the general populace or from the people who typically would be talking about hockey. No, I think from the general populace. It just it doesn't feel like the Wild are a big deal, right? This winter, and I, you know, you guys can correct me because I'm obviously paying probably more attention to the Wild than you guys are. But really, you, you don't hear. <laughs> You, you don't you don't hear people really talking about well maybe this is the year for the wild they're really making a run. I uh, no, it's, it's probably a fatigue work. factor though. I mean, I feel like again not paying attention that this is the same team that they've had for like six years. Yeah, it's true, and it is the same team. Like they're a good team. They're they're gonna have to get crazy lucky to win it all. Uh, they're gonna have to have a crazy meltdown to not make the playoffs. So it feels to me like. Early 2000 Timberwolves. Yeah, I can I can see that. Fair or not. You know, one thing I'm not sure about is, so who is the best team in the NHL? Is it the, is the Blackhawks or the Stars? It's the Stars. Oh, boy. It's the Stars. Um, yeah, that's not good. So I would be curious, and uh, I'd be curious to know how much people are talking about the Stars in Dallas right now. Not that well, nobody cares about hockey, but even the people who care about hockey, if it's December, how, you know what I mean? Like, people are talking about the Warriors just because it's this historic sort of deal. If it was a regular old run of the mill four years ago when, like, I don't know, San Antonio was the best team in the league or whatever, I wonder how much people were talking really. It, it might just be because it's December. You know, it's it's just so early. Is that fair at all? Yeah, maybe, I guess. It's the I nicest mean, thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> the weird thing about the Wild is that the best thing that could happen to them might be finishing fifth in the Central so that they end up as a wild card and end up in the Pacific Division playoffs instead of the Central playoffs. Because the Pacific Division kind of sucks apart from Los Angeles. So, so tanking might happen. Well, you don't want <laughs> you don't want to tank because you'll end up seventh in the Central pretty easily, but... But you could, there could be a last game or two tank situation, right? Yeah. It, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they're sitting there competing with Nashville or something for who's going to be which wild card in the division. And sort of, well, maybe we wouldn't mind resting a couple of guys for these couple of games. I don't know. Is there... How are they going to be able to break out of this same team every year, middle you know, mid-level ceiling, is it just, I may have asked this before, we're just going to have to get really lucky with one of these young guys becoming a superstar out of nowhere. Is that it? Or is there some huge trade that's a possibility? Or I don't know. Steroids? Do, do the fans <laughs> cheer hard enough? I don't know. Yeah, how is the uh, state of hockey doing? Is it is it our fault? It's. I mean, it's just a bunch of guys who are the second-line center. They got a ton of second liners. They got one real first liner in Zach Parisi. Um, Nico Koivu, by the numbers at least, has been awfully good this year. So that's exciting, even though by the by the terms of this podcast, we are supposed to hate Nico Koivu. Yeah, I was going to say, as a podcast, we're bearish on Miko, right? Yeah. That's it's true, but if you, uh, if you go by the numbers, if... If you go by Hans Van Sluten before he left to go baseball again, you would have to say that Koivu's been among the Wilds' better players this year. So 
Well, again, and uh, I know this is, I mean, this, this is obviously your territory, John, but my theory in hockey is that it's a game of adjustments. <laughs> oh, I had yeah. never heard that before. The word I keep coming back to is cohesion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fans and teams together. Fans and teams. It's a state of hockey. Exactly. Is what I like to call it. Yes, I think I do think the fans are probably letting the team down a little bit. They've yeah, been cheered a yeah. little harder. Yes. I think. It's would just probably help. There there's no there's no breakout candidate. There's no magic wand that's coming up. It's just a bunch of guys who are pretty good at hockey and I don't I don't know where you go with that. Parisi and Suter are signed for forty five years apiece, so yep. their contracts will hamstring the franchise for a decade to come. And the rest of their guys are good but not great, and you can win games with that as long as you're getting good goaltending, which they are. And I don't know where you go from that. I would say this type of team, who's almost guaranteed, almost, um, it's very likely that they'll be in the playoffs, that the structure of that team would work in the NFL and it would work in baseball because, for the most part, the best team doesn't win a whole lot of those. You know, there's always, not always, but, you know, there are tons of the fifth or sixth best team ends up winning the whole thing. Basketball, obviously, that never happens, right? It Maybe once yeah. in 20 years it happens. Where does hockey fall on that spectrum? Well, the Wild are sort of like an NFL team that's pretty well coached and has and doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I don't know if the Wild are well coached. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like an NFL team that was well coached. But the Wild right. basically are basing their game, near as I can tell, on just not making a lot of mistakes and getting a couple of goals at opportune moments, maybe on the power play, maybe just a random mount or something like that, and then being pretty good at protecting leads. They Basically last night they were up they were up one nothing on Montreal, and then they got sort of a mini breakaway from Charlie Coyle, who roofed one, and then they're up 2 nothing, And then basically they just lined up four guys along their own blue line and dared Montreal to try to carry the puck into the zone or dump it in and then try to dig it out and score a goal, which neither of them really worked except for um, P.K. Subban skating around everybody and creating chances because he's awesome. He, yeah, he's really but, good, right? Oh, it, <laughs> I tweeted something about it, but about a minute left in the game, He's carrying the puck down the ice, and the Wild basically just stood three guys in his way to try to get him to at least give up the puck and make somebody else make a play. And he just he shoulder fake one of them and just skated around the other two like they weren't even there. And it was oh, I could I could just watch that guy skate around people and do stuff forever. He's just so awesome, right? So anyway, besides him, the Wild just lined up and dared Montreal to try to get the puck into the zone somehow, and they couldn't. And that's what the Wild are going to do. Right. If they get an advantage, they'll try to ride it. Hmm. But it's going to be hard against a team like Dallas that is going to score eight goals a game and just dare you to score nine to beat them. So I don't know how they're going to. I don't know how they're going to compete with somebody like that. It's interesting that you asked the question: Why aren't these guys getting more attention? And you yourself can barely. Talk about them with any enthusiasm well, whatsoever. Was, <laughs> You're like, yeah. I, I think fucking, I was more yeah. curious how you guys, being outside of the paying attention to hockey group, actually felt about the Wild. I would say if you, if I wasn't on this podcast and was close to you and and Clarence to understand, 
to take the temperature of the team, you could tell me they were the second best or the twentieth best, and I would. I'm just so far removed. No or care. Yeah, there's there's no general talk. I mean, again, I'm just trying to think about like my friends and family members and people that I work with and on the radio, whatever. There just isn't a whole lot of attention being paid to them, no matter what. But again, a lot of it has to just be chalked up to it's December. I think more than anything, I'm just I'm interested to see what people who aren't involved in it say about it. It's it's Mm -hmm. a little like soccer because obviously I'm. I, I pay a lot of attention to what's going on locally with soccer, and I know you guys don't, but are also huge sports fans that want to be smart about this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what you guys think about Minnesota United or local soccer, just because it's interesting to hear what other smart people think about stuff. Now with soccer, it usually just turns into Clarence trolling me. but <laughs> Right, right. Well, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I'm not the biggest expert but to me, what I've always believed, it, when you really break it down, soccer is a game of adjustments. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. How could you? No. I mean, it just seems so obvious once you start watching. Yeah. It's a give and a take. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we have been talking for a while. Uh, we've still got a few things to discuss. Let's do lightning round. Okay. Okay. Timberwolves. Stu, are you still watching? Um, I watched about a quarter tonight, and um, you know Spurs are pretty good there, Brandon. No, oh yeah, yep, oh yep, my yep, god, yep, yep. Spurs are pretty good. I don't even, I don't even have, I have no clue what the score is of that game. It uh, was eighty-two to sixty-two when I uh, quit watching. Kawhi Leonard was left open for six seconds to shoot a three. He made it. Just, just for the record, he, uh, Shabazz really had no interest in going out to guard him. So when he finally started running out. Kawhi just basically, oh, I suppose I should shoot it. So he like lined it up, checked his watch, looked back at Popovich. Can I shoot? Popovich nodded. He shot. It went in. Yeah, he's uh, become somehow like the best three point shooter in the league. It's crazy. I just the Spurs are just amazing. It's I I can't even. They've only lost four games. I mean, the Warriors have been legendary to start the season, and they're only like three games up on the Spurs. And the Spurs at this point, I don't know exactly what the stat is, but they have like one of the top five point differentials of all time. Yeah. In the same season. I mean, the whole Tim Duncan era, this is their best start. That's crazy. They're on pace to win like 66 games or some unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, I am still watching, but um, yeah, it seems that tonight's probably not a good marker for the Timberwolves because I think the Spurs do this to everybody. Yeah. And I, I can't really that Monday, the Monday game against Boston was a bit uh, shitty, but uh, I am still watching when they're on. I'm not like, you know, dedicated to it, but if they're on, I'm like, Oh, well, let's see how this is going. And it's fun to watch the, it's fun to watch the kids. And I did see that um, Tyus Jones was in for a spell. I know Clarence had asked about that one, him getting called back from like where the Curdeline or, Idaho Falls or wherever the fuck he was. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, so I'm he looking at... a couple at, of drives that ended poorly. I know that much. I'm looking at the box score, which you know doesn't tell you a whole lot in basketball. But uh, yeah, Tyus played 20 minutes tonight. Huh, that's, that's probably funny. more than he has ever played. I mean, uh, it was, again, it was a 20-point game at the end of the third quarter, so I imagine they didn't want to waste Rubio in the fourth after it became clear there was no coming back from... 
whatever it was. Yep, Rick only played 25 minutes. Somehow yeah. was three for five shooting. Huh. Three That's not, for that five. Is not a, a 60% is not a field goal percentage with which Ricky Rubio is often <laughs> that shooting coach associated with. Paying off. Yeah. And uh, season work. He's finally can shoot. Yeah. Andy Wiggins, um, 10 points on two for 11 shooting and zero rebounds. That's weird. I have you to know, think you're, that, that you're this is have off nights on the way to the hall of fame. Yeah. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to panic about this one. No, it, it's, it's one of those nights, but there are a lot of them with Wiggins in particular only scoring, you know, and having one rebound and zero assists or two rebounds, one assist, whatever. I don't think that's a product of him. I think it's – you're not going to be surprised at all, but I think it's a product of coaching and telling him where to be and where to go on the floor. I was going to say, I know, we can, I know we can blame this on Sam Mitchell if we try our <laughs> Timberwolves Twitter has certainly taken that, uh, taken that lead and running with it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm leading the charge, or maybe not leading it, but You're definitely just... part of the the wave. Mitt um, <laughs> is not popular. You um, talk to yeah. the you talk to people who know basketball. I, I never I never really played basketball. I played like a house league when I was 15 as a joke, but um, that understand how an offense is supposed to work in different plays, and they just th- this is a high school offense that they're running. Uh, it doesn't really set anybody up for success, so. I would love for him to be gone as soon as humanly possible. I don't, you know, when when a team is this bad for this long, you have to understand that this is Glenn Taylor is just not a smart basketball mind. Great guy, um, but is not the best with, with decision making. So you always get nervous to like, okay, cool. Well, we should get rid of Mitchell, sure. But what the who are we going to bring in next, and who's that going to be? And the way we always go to as. Wolves fans is like, okay, well, who does he know that's available? Because that's who he's going to hire. So if Dave Jerger, whatever the hell his name is, if he's available. Maybe Dave Yeager or Tom Thibodeau would be my guess. Yeah. And that would be, and even Thibodeau, I don't think, has ties here anymore, right? I, I know. No, just he worked here once, but right. not under anyone who's still here. And <laughs> I think Taylor would have to it's roll just... out the red carpet for him in a crazy way. So basically, Tom, Tom Thibodeau is the Pete Carroll for the Timberwolves. Yeah, he's always out there as like someone who was associated with him, but yes. nobody who works there was here. Then. No one even has his phone number. No, he's they not. would have to like dial information and you know do some googling. So I mean, Mike yeah, Shanahan. It's, it's Kevin McHale, <laughs> right? So, but Mike it's Mike. Just, it's so funny oh, the God. way that I just forgot that McHale was available now. Oh God! Yeah, yep. yeah. What the heck? It's not Get him unlikely. Back. He's better than Sam. That is true. It's not unlikely. Better than Sam. Yeah. Yeah, I am still watching. If that's the the, long, the short answer after my long answer is yes, I'm still watching because it's fun to watch them when they're you know the young kids are doing fun stuff. Yes, but that was going to be my point: is they should be a lot more fun to watch, considering who they have on their team. They should be running a lot more, more fast paced for whatever reason. I still well, you've already I, express what you think the reason is. I agree I with yeah. you. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, I agree I'm with you that they're that's right or not. So I trust your judgment and say it's on it's on Mitchell for them not being more fun and or better. They're for sure a still a team that I'm going to watch no matter what happens this whole year. Uh, they're not going to win much. They're already like in line to get like the sixth pick or something, which is probably where they'll end up. But um, 
you know, with basketball, I think it just takes one good hire and you can turn things around with this roster. You know, they already have the guys in place that just need a really, really smart GM who will come in and understand how to build a team around these, uh, uh, the big three and to hire a good coach. It just takes one, honestly. That's it. It's just one small step away. But Glenn's got to find him, so very unlikely. But hey, they're watchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're competitive. Watchable and competitive. Um, just not tonight. No. <laughs> nope. Not tonight. I have an item from Clarence. Moving on to the Minnesota Twins. By the way, did you guys read that takedown from ba- uh, Baseball? Pers- was it? I um, did. And it's from, um, Matt Trueblood? Yes. I saw nothing there it to was... disagree with. Jesus, it was good. Thorough. It wasn't quite spot on, but it was close. It was close. Yeah. Be hard to, to read that and still be like a... I mean, it was it was a really good takedown. Yeah. It's hard to be a homer yeah. reading that. I don't know how you would yeah. dismiss it. Maybe well, if, if you're the twins, you dismiss it because they don't understand the process, quote unquote, the process. Mm-hmm. They're not part of the system. They didn't come up through the system. They don't believe in the system, Brandon. And yeah. the important thing is that you believe in the system. Gotta believe. Now, are you, my buddy? <laughs> are you going to believe in the system? If you believe in the system, we can be friends. But if you don't believe in the system, the twins way. The twins way. Well, I mean, you have to understand with like roster twice. construction, how the twins do it. It's all a process of adjustments. <laughs> it seems like a big game that involves adjusting things. Yes. Except it's not a process of adjustments. It's decidedly it's it's anti-adjustment. It's let's do the same thing we've always done. Yes. Brad exactly. Radke was good for six years. So let's go ahead and get every pitcher like guys him. who can't throw the ball through Saran wrap. Because <laughs> they can, they'll paint the corners. They'll, they'll, they'll throw some ground balls. They're more democratic. Now we're not going to put any team behind them. Half the guys that we put behind them won't even know which hand to put the glove on. We're going to put Miguel Sano in the outfield, even though he's never played the outfield. And, actually can't run far enough to cover any part of left field. But we're going to put him out there because we can do these things because we're the twins and this is the twins way and this is the system. I think oh. the best part about this and another thing is we're going to put him out here because in two years he's going to be too heavy to do it. <laughs> 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 well, you got to do it now, guys. You don't want to see him out here in 2018. It's just going to be a mess. <sighs> I hate the twins. Yes. Yes. I hate the Twins. I hate the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. the Timberwolves. Yep. I hate the Wild. Yep. I hate everybody. But Lewiston has a quick trip. Oh, Lewiston Bingo is fun. Really? Was, oh, that, yeah. was that the Legion, the BF, or an actual bingo hall? Legion. Okay. At the go. Legion. Good. I won sixty bucks and I did not come Whoa, out. Whoa! You won full. You won like instead of like a like a ham hock, you actually won money. I know it wasn't even turkey bingo. Wow. I won actual money, and it was all gone by the end of the night from playing more bingo. Ah, don't do that. Just put it towards your bar tab, my friend. That's just yeah. It supports the fire department. Bar basket. I'm I'm a big fan of the fire department. You know the okay. I again, I, this is it's going to sound me. I mean, I know it's the holidays, but 
the Lewiston Fire Department can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> the Altura Fire Department is where it's at. No, don't even get me started on Altura, but Lewiston, you, I'm calling you out. You can suck it. You know what the worst part about Lewiston Fire Department is? No adjustments. No, no they adjustments. don't. They don't adjust. No, they, they saw backdraft once. And they just the continue doing the backdraft way. That's they all don't. the training they, they do. They don't. I mean, there's grease fires. There's furniture fires. fires. There's cigarette fires. So many fires. You can't treat them all the same. Make adjustments. The idea of a control burn is when they set their ex-wife's trailer on fire. I'm tired of it. <laughs> you know what? I know it's the holidays, but Stu, I'm glad you got that off your chest. Yeah, Good. I'm yeah, glad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I'm mean, glad I we got it out there. Yeah, I mean, it's it was just out there, and everyone was talking about it, but no one was saying anything. I'm tired of it. It's been heating up, if you will. <laughs> it really has been. It's been percolating all these years, and finally Stu got it off his chest. Mm-hmm. All right. Lightning round, gophers. John, do you want me to read your item that you sent to me? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Between Tracy Clay's pulling it, a Game of Thrones, well. Barry Alvarez ruining college hockey, and Richard Petino ruining gophers basketball, has there ever been a better time to take the University of Minnesota to the Mayak? Not your worst <laughs> idea, John. Not your worst. No. Again, John's being overly negative because of the Minnesota hockey team. I actually looked this up, John. They actually did receive votes in the USCHO poll today. Ooh. So they, they, they were in the honorable mention part. Well, that means they're the best team in the Big Ten by far, then. Yeah, I think that's the. Uh, How many? What is this, a top 10 or top 20? Or? Tw- top, no, top 25, Brandon. Top 25, they, and there are. There would be 32nd, I believe. If I, 32nd. Really top 25 in college hockey. And there are 36 me, uh, college hockey programs. At any one time, it should be clear that there are maybe eight decent college hockey teams. Hey, then the Huskies are fifth, so uh, great. I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, there yeah. are the top eight teams in college hockey are pretty good. Teams eight through about twenty are okay, and teams twenty one through fifty nine are terrible. Hey, sorry, Stu. Sorry, Brandon. It was twenty. It was the top twenty, and the Minnesota was <laughs> Minnesota was right after Robert Morris. Oh, well, it's hard to yep. it's hard to compete with Robert Morris. They they get all the good recruits. <laughs> they do get all the good recruits. It's hard when you compete with these Atlantic hockey powerhouses. But yeah, and um, if you're wondering, Brandon, UMD is at nineteenth. I was just going to ask you where my dog's at. Nineteenth, nineteenth. Mavericks are at eighteenth, and my Huskies, number five. Well, good for you. It must you. be fun having your favorite team play in a decent college hockey conference, too. It is fun. The games like are meaningful actually, guess, game, meaningful games against traditional rivals. What's that like? <laughs> it's weird. You wouldn't you wouldn't understand, man. You wouldn't get oh, it. <laughs> John, Very I want to I want to ask you a Very question. Alvarez, I hope you have the worst Christmas ever. I hope that your Christmas presents okay. all have if, nothing if, but if, burning. If you, logs you read the comments of that Deadspin piece on Bo Ryan, just up and quitting. There, he might actually be having the worst Christmas ever. What was the story behind that? Um, well, okay, this is Deadspin comments, so let's. I'll, I'll take them all as truth. Um, there's there appears to be um, legitimate like marital disc, like a mistress squealing on. I can't remember if it was Ryan or Alvarez. So this is really I'm actually getting sued by two different people now for bringing. Why this would poor Ryan get fired if Barry Alvarez is mistress? I don't know. Are, are they sharing know. a mistress? Yeah, again, go to the Deadspin story and get to, get into the comments section because it's uh, 
it's got some interesting stuff. You know, for for about two years there, Deadspin comments was the greatest thing on the. It internet. was funny, funnier than any like late night comedy monologue, funnier than any HBO comedy special, and it was just like bored lawyers trying to one up each other in the comments section. And they they did. They're amazing. So good. I found so good. Deadspin really early and wrote, and this was when you had to ask Will. Will mm-hmm. Will Leach was the founder. You had to ask him for permission to be a commenter. So I had to write him an email and say, "Hey, I'm into sports. Here's, you know, jokes, this, that, or whatever." And I got approved. And so there, this is when there was like 14 comments. Yeah, you know, and I was one of them, but I was the the not funny one the entire time. So I had to immediately just stop commenting because the other guys were so fucking funny, so quick. So honestly, funny. it felt like I was just watching the Carson. Uh, monologue come to life in front of me for every single one of these uh, stories. It was it was incredible. Yeah, I I I got a I did the same thing, but I never actually commented because like a week later, Randall started. So I just started, you know. Well, I can probably do a little better there. A little more so local. Yeah, water's a little shallower there. <laughs> it's basically, just it's, it was Martha Aller and the super rookie and Paul Paulus, and that was it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And Brandon and Stu and Clarence. Yes. Yep, it was there were nine it. of us. And look Four at us now. Look at us now. Look, look at. Okay, so John, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, of the sports that of the teams that you follow, you've got um, well, obviously. What do you have? Ten teams that you follow, essentially, something like that. Uh, I counted once, and it was more like forty-seven. Okay, well, let's just stick to the ones that are like accessible on television. Oh, the most important ones. The yeah. yeah. All right, twenty-two. Oh Jesus. Okay, the so top twenty-two of your top teams that you care about. What of those teams are you still going to watch even when they're bad? All of them, or hmm. can you cut a lot of them out of your life for? Well, I still watch the Vikings and Gophers football and the Twins, no matter how bad they are. The okay. Timberwolves and the Wild are probably in that group, too. Five um, teams, no matter how big of a dumpster fire, you're still going to be into it. Minnesota, you know, Minnesota soccer team, whatever that ends up being, will be in that category as well. Okay. You know they're going um, to Minneapolis. Yeah. That was such an awesome story. Hennepin <laughs> County announces... Hennepin Has KSTP pulled that whole story down yet or not? <laughs> it's the submarine St. Paul's bid at the legislature, and they told <laughs> us about it because they're remarkably craven and stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one uh, of the best stories ever. Oh, Jay Cole's never change. <laughs> anyway, it was like he had two-year-old information. I was like, eh, forget it. We'll publish it as if I did these interviews yesterday. He's clearing out his drafts folder. <laughs> uh, I already did so the mayor gang sign one. Let's do the fake soccer stadium thing. <laughs> so that's six, John. You have more that you're going to arsenal? or yeah, yeah, probably. That's seven. All right, you're already insane. Stu, how many do you have that you're going to watch even if they're terrible? They're the worst team in the league. Three. Who are they? Um, Which three? Uh, Vikings, Twins, Wolves. Okay. Clearly, I've <laughs> I would have said four, um, but if, I'm not watching the Minnesota Gophers men's basketball team anymore. I don't know why anybody yeah. would. Yep. 
Did they lose to Milwaukee tonight? Yes, they did. That means they paid three different teams to beat him at home. <laughs> oh, it's just amazing. I again, oh. it's not. How long ago was it where that was the best ticket in town, John? Has it already been like fifteen years? Well, when I was a student at the university, it was the easiest ticket in town. Nobody okay. wanted to go to go for basketball games. It was that, but and that then about two thousand six or two thousand seven, right. it was cool again. Yeah, for a little piece here, but yeah, I mean, again. I grew up with it being the best, you know, once the yep. Vikings were eliminated between that and the twins, that was the ticket. Unless yeah. you had rich parents who could take you to North stars games. That was the, yep. that was the thing. And, and it's, just, and it's now you couldn't just, go it's, to go for hockey games. You weren't allowed to go to go for hockey games. You didn't no. have the tattoo and the password. No, no. Those that two tickets were That was the stone cutters. Ticket, so yeah, it's uh, it's, it's amazing to me how much that has fallen off the radar. There are so many people at the University of Minnesota Athletic Departments that be, should be ashamed of themselves other than the ones that sexually harass reporters. <laughs> other than the just actual for being criminals. Bad at their jobs, not for being criminals, <laughs> yeah. but for being bad at their job. What yeah. have you done, University is... of Minnesota Athletic Department? What have you done to the sports that the people of Minnesota loved for decades, even though they were terrible? Yeah. How did you screw that up? How? What happened? I'll watch that 30 for 30. I would the <laughs> the bottoming out of Gophers basketball is. I mean, I'm I'm more enjoying just watching it fail than actually watching the product at this point. It's now it's really at this point, I, yeah. it's gotten so screwed up, right? Because what are the is it just because Patino has not been able to put a good team on the floor? Is it okay, that allegedly simple? The, the silver lining is his players start next year. Is yes. That, I believe that is. So we'll, again, we'll know then, I guess. And it seems like, you know, our main person is Amelia and we think she's really smart. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she seems to think that it will get better next year. And they're, they're actually, they do have a good recruiting class. Again, who knows what that's going to mean, but um I think Gophers basketball, though, is a perfect example of what I was trying to get at. Of there are teams in town that I will love and care about, but they're so bad that I'm just like, I will catch you guys next year. I had enough on my plate. I'm busy enough as a person that I just don't. I'm not going to watch you guys uh, fuck up over and over and over. And that was going to be my point. Gopher basketball so is a great example of like not worth it to me to watch no. this. You're going nowhere. Uh, I'll. I don't know the players this year. I don't need to know them. I'll figure out who they are next year. Yep. I'll see you next year. Maybe see you next be year. Better. Such a bummer. It is. It's a bummer because it's again. It's a. It's fun. It's a great atmosphere. It's fun to watch on the TV, and it's just dead. Is it fair though that it's an evolved point of view that's actually a healthy thing for a human being to do? Of like. So again, I don't want to like get into the Sixers, but I, you know, I'm still a fan of the Sixers. But watching them, like, I don't need to pay attention to you guys this year. I'll just see you next year. So I just don't watch. I don't look them up. I don't look at their box scores. I don't watch them. I don't try to find them. Go for basketball. Same thing. Like, isn't that a healthy thing to do? It's just, just like I'm not yeah, going to sit here is, and continue to watch and complain about you. I'm just going to ghost for you know when a that year. go for bling. That can only mean one thing. <laughs> it's, you know when that go for bling? It's good. It's that good. can only mean one thing. Don't stop. Don't stop. 
I'm stopping now. Oh, I want it. people. I want people to listen to you wrapping up the show. Damn it. Um, well, I don't know. I think it's healthy. I think it's a bummer, but I also would rather it's just a, say I frees up time to read books. Well, yeah, or whatever. Like I'm bummed that I don't have that. I'm not going to be watching go for basketball this winter, but I'm not going to do it just because I'm used to doing it. So I don't know. I'm probably weird. Because I'm, I think yeah. you guys gave your numbers, John. You were seven, and Stu, you were three. I'm basically zero at this point. There's, I guess, twins. Uh, what's it like? What's wolves. it like being a normal human? Brain? <laughs> well, it's hard. Know. It's not like an easy thing to do to just be like, you know what? I am, you know, the the Vikings like three years ago when they were terrible. Like, I'm just not gonna be a Vikings fan for a year. You have to. It's basically just a just like um, diluting yourself over and over and over again until it finally sticks because it's not like a natural thing. Obviously, if you're into sports, you're into sports and you want to be passionate about it and stick with the team. But I don't know. It takes some work, but I don't know. I just don't see any other way to do it. I'm not going to... I'm not going to fucking watch go for basketball this year. I can't. I'm not going to watch the hot dog eating contest. It's just, I don't care for Joey Chestnut. Yeah. I just wait till I get a new hero and then I'll, I need the Ronda Rousey of competitive eating to show up for, I'm going to get interested in that (laughs) fucking hot dog eating contest. If I had a nickel still, if I had a nickel. So I don't know. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. John's falling asleep on the the Google hangout here. All right. It's late. Uh, God bless everybody. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, you you, son Brandon. of a bitch. Happy Hanukkah. Navidad, Brandon. Happy holidays and everything else. We love you guys, and uh, we'll try to be back next week, if not early 2016. You got it, babies. <laughs>